They shall not hunger, nor shall they thirst. Neither shall heat nor sun strike them down. For the one who mother loves them shall lead them, and by springs of water shall guide them. And I will turn all my mountains into a pathway, and my highways shall be raised up. Mountains being turned into a pathway. The other day, I was in a conversation with my mother, and we were trying to figure out if something happened last year or was it the year before. I had no memory. I don't know. The, the pandemic is kind of over. I don't know if it, if it ever fully ends, but it's over, right? But I have no sense of time or very little sense of time. The effects of that experience are still reverberating. In fact, I think it was just yesterday in the car, my daughter was asking me how old I was, and I was like, I, I can't remember, actually. Am I 43? Am I 44? We had to do the math to figure it out. I just, I'm not holding on to the same sense of time. I'm not anchored in the same way to the rhythm of things. And life goes on. Life with all of its joys, with all of its celebrations, with all of the fun gatherings that we get to do to be together, to be in relationship. Life goes on with loss, with grief, with saying goodbye to people we love, with letting go of expectations that we have had. Life keeps moving on. The prophet Isaiah, long, long ago, wrote these words. The one who mother loves them shall lead them. For the tender loving one has comforted God's people. And mountains will be turned into pathways. That's what we are celebrating today. A mountain something insurmountable, something too hard to go over or to go around, something that feels like too much, happens. We heard the story of what happens at the resurrection. We heard the story this morning of what happens when the women go to the tomb. Now, in those days... Jesus, his friends, the women, the disciples, all of them gathered together. They were expecting something to happen, but I don't think they were expecting Good Friday to happen. The guys, the disciples, they hid. They were together in an upper room, fearful of what was coming next for them. Things were not turning out the way they expected. And in the early, dark hours of the morning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, and maybe a few other women, were with them. They went to go honor Jesus' body. But when they get there, it is not what they expected. The stone has been rolled away. There is this divine, angelic messenger that has stunned the guards. The guards are frozen. And this messenger speaks to the women and says, it happened just like he said it was, would happen. We know you're looking for Jesus, but what Jesus said to you, it is what has, un, what has unfolded. Trust in that message. 
trust in the way he lived, in the way he taught, in the way he healed, in the way he helped unexpected things happen. Trust that those unexpected things are still unfolding. And then this divine messenger invites the women to go to Galilee, which was really saying, go back home. Take this experience, take this experience that can't help but transform you and turn you inside out, and then go home and live this transformed life with those you love. Mountains being turned into pathways. Today is one of those days that really embodies to me the idea of the possibility of the impossible. Christmas is another time where it's very much the possibility of the impossible happening. At Christmas, God is born, just like all of us, as a vulnerable baby. Laid in a manger, loved by parents, growing up in the same ways we all do, with all the ups and the downs and the in-between. And then we fast forward several years and we get to this strange thing of resurrection, of new life, of that which has ended springing forth in a way unexpected, unimaginable, in a way that seemed impossible the day before. Jesus. He was a certain kind of person. He was a rabbi. He was a teacher. A few days ago, on Monday, Thursday, many of us gathered here to remember Jesus' last meal with his friends. At that gathering, he does a couple of things that reverberate and that we are still remembering, re-entering into today. First thing he does is he kneels down at the feet of his students and, and washes their feet. Now, foot washing would have been a common practice and a practical thing back in the day, thousands of years ago, and Jesus was living and moving and breathing among us, but what was totally unexpected was that Jesus, their Lord and teacher, knelt down at their feet. Kind of strange. But feet which support us, feet which carry us where we need to go. Jesus washed and blessed his friends and said to them, In this experience, I am your friend. I am no longer a lord or a teacher or somebody with authority over you. I am here with you. I am your friend. The other thing Jesus did at that last meal was what we will celebrate in a few moments at this table. Jesus took bread. He broke it, and he shared it with his friends. He took wine, and he shared it with his friends. And he said, whenever you do these things like this, break bread, share wine, I will be with you. Here we are, 2,000 years later, give or take, trusting in the truth 
of that. Trusting that God can do all that is beyond the stretches of our imaginations. Trusting that God can make all things new. Last night we had a baptism, and in the font at the back of the church, there is a bowl with water that has been blessed. At Easter, it's a time of remembering our baptisms, or remembering the ritual of baptism, where something as ordinary as water, water that makes up a lot of our own bodies, water that makes up a lot of the earth, this water has been blessed And this water is to remind us that we are all part of the body of Christ. I would suggest we are all God's children, baptized or not. We are all connected to each other. We are all a part of Christ's body. As you make your way out at the end of the service today, I invite you to touch that water to remind yourself of what you are made of and the promises that are inherent in that. Touch that water and maybe make the sign of the cross on your forehead or on somebody else's forehead. Or touch that water and sprinkle it. Share that blessing. Share that cleansing. Share that renewal. And may this connect you to all the other times during your day when you are using water, when you are drinking water, when you are washing hands. We are all part of the body of Christ. We are all beloved. And when Jesus in the story encounters Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, he says to them, Shalom. Shalom is a sense of deep, abiding peace. That is what Jesus says to his friends in the midst of this unexpected impossibility. Peace be with you. May that peace remain with you and those you love always.